0: and happy Monday. Welcome back to another episode of the Stellar Teacher Podcast. I am Sarah, your host, in case you are new here. And if you are new here, or if you are one of my longtime listeners, let me just tell you again how much I love being able to start off my week with you. I am just so excited that we are in January. It's the start of a new year. This is year two for the podcast, and I just have so many ideas for tips and strategies and lesson ideas that I cannot wait to share with you this year and of course it is my goal that what I share on this podcast is going to make teaching just a little bit easier for you. Now today we are going to talk a little bit about nonfiction text features and maybe you're thinking uh, I've already taught that like way back in September or October which if you have that is totally fine But I want you to hang with me through this episode because even if you have already taught nonfiction text features, I am going to share an approach to teaching text features that might be new for you. And ultimately, I think it is going to help your students use text features in a way that is going to be more effective and more meaningful. And my reason for wanting to do an episode on nonfiction text features and some of the other content that I've got planned for coming up is I know a lot of teachers are getting ready to begin the spiral review process in the next few weeks or in the upcoming months. You know, sometimes when we get a couple weeks or months into second semester, we've made it through all of the content sort of for the first time. We're maybe starting to think about test prep and we're starting to think about, okay, what reading objectives or skills do I need to go back and reteach? What things did we teach a long time ago that we maybe haven't reviewed or spend enough time on or we need to do a refresher on? So more than likely, you will at some point be reteaching your students about nonfiction text features. And if you don't plan on focusing on nonfiction text features when you begin your spiral review, I think you should. And like I said, more than likely, you've probably already taught your students about text features, which means at this point in the year, your students probably know the different types of text features. They can probably explain what a heading is, what a glossary is, what a picture and a caption is. They probably know, you know, where to find the different text features in the text. You know, they might be able to articulate and explain how the different text features can help them as readers. So now what you want to do is take your text feature instruction one step further and teach your students what I'm referring to as a process that will help them use text features to really improve their understanding of nonfiction texts. And one of the things that we tried to do last fall was spend quite a bit of our time filling up the Stellar Teacher Reading membership with lots of nonfiction resources. And our unit on text features has been one of the favorite of many of our members, which is why I wanted to share kind of some of the content from that unit during this episode today. And one of our members shared specifically, though, how in the past she never really knew how to approach teaching nonfiction but the text feature resources are really helping her students better understand their science and social studies texts, which is awesome. And ultimately that is our goal for anything we teach in reading. You know, we want to teach skills in reading that will help transfer over to other reading experiences, you know, and so if you notice that your students struggle with comprehending science and social studies texts, or if they struggle with informational texts in general, then what they might need is a little extra attention specifically with text features. And maybe you're thinking, okay, how can text features have a huge impact on their comprehension? I honestly think that we don't give enough credit or focus to text features because they really are a really helpful tool for students to understand a text. And the reason why is because they are so highly connected to other key comprehension skills. You know, I I feel like I've mentioned this before and I don't want to be a broken record, but it is so true. You know, everything we teach in reading is connected to other things. And I think if we can highlight and pinpoint those connections or, you know, expand on those connections more, it's ultimately just going to help students. And so if you think about text features and the role that they play within a text, text features can give students hints or clues about the text structure you know, text features can share details that are going to help students identify the main idea. They also can include details that will help students visualize the topic. You know, if you think about the charts, the graphs, the images, you know, the illustrations, the diagrams, whatever it is, those text features are going to help students visualize and better understand the topic, which is really important because a lot of times our students might be reading about some sort of nonfiction topic that they might not have a ton of background knowledge on. So They don't have, you know, this picture in their head of what it is that they're reading, and the text features can help them visualize it. You know, text features also support authors' purpose, and they can provide tools that are going to help students build their vocabulary. And, you know, there's more than even just what I mentioned here. So, you know, as you sort of can see, text features really are an important part of our students being able to understand nonfiction. But here's the thing, and maybe maybe I'm alone in this. I, I don't think I am, because I've actually heard other teachers say the same thing. But so often our students will skip over the text features or they really only go back and pay attention to the text features if they have a multiple choice question that asks them, why was that image included? Or what was the purpose of that table? You know, what can you learn from the map? I think students oftentimes see text features as a separate element from the content that is included in the text. And ultimately we want our students to understand that text features are a part of the text and they're going to help them better understand the content that is written in text format and the two go hand in hand. So rather than just like not paying attention to any of the text features or skipping over them or only going back to look at the text features after they've read, you know, we want our students to intentionally use the text features to improve their comprehension. And one of the ways we can do that is by teaching them, I'm calling it, well, I don't really even have a name for it, but it is basically a four-step process that you can teach your students to use anytime they see a text feature or really anytime they're reading a nonfiction text. And this four-step process that I'm about to share with you will help your students use the text features in a meaningful way that will ultimately help improve and build their comprehension of whatever nonfiction text they are reading. Okay, so step number one. Basically, I tell my students that when they see a text feature, they're basically asking themselves this question, you know, what do I do when I see a text feature? And this four-step process is walking them through the steps they should take anytime they see a text feature included in the text. So really, step number one, the first thing that we're asking our students to do is to scan and preview the text to look to see if there are text features. And it could be anything from a table of contents to bolded words to an index to specific charts on a page. It doesn't matter if they're reading a single page article or an entire book. You know, what we want students to do is actually be aware that there are text features included in the text. And so, you know, we will just simply flip through the pages, look through them and have students, they can make a list, they can make a mental note. You know, if you're doing this in small group or whole group, they can talk about it. And ultimately, we want them just to be able to pay attention to what text features are included in the text. I think this can be really great to even build background knowledge and activate their background knowledge, because if they are previewing the text before they read, you know, they're going to notice whether it's a picture or a heading or the table of contents or the words in the glossary, you know, if they just sort of like take an entire big picture view of the text and the text features, it's going to help them start to activate their background knowledge and understand what the text is going to be about. So rather than reading and, you know, waiting until they see a text feature, we want them to be able to know and understand what text features are included in the text that I'm about to read. So step number one, pretty straightforward, teach your students to really just like scan and preview any nonfiction text and look for specific text features. Step number two is, and this is the one that's probably maybe the hardest for the students because it's, I think, the one that they want to skip over. Step number two is we want our students to study the text features that are included. You know, and ultimately, once students have identified the text feature rather than just being like, okay, here's a table of contents, here's a map, here's an image with a caption, let me start reading. What we want them to do is when they notice a text feature, we want them to really pause and spend some time studying it. You know, so this step can take place either before they begin reading or if they've made the list and they know, okay, when I get to chapter two, there's going to be, you know, a chart. When I get to the back page, there's a table at the very end. There's a glossary, whatever it is. They can either do, you know, preview the text features before or after. But ultimately we want students to pause and we want them to study the text features. And I think we want them to, if there's captions, we want them to read the captions. If there's tables, we want them to read the information in the tables. If there's headings, we want them to read the headings. We want them to look at the pictures. We want them to pay attention to the types of words that are bolded and italicized. We might want them to look up the meaning of those words in the glossary. You know, notice the information that is presented in the text features. And again, this is, I think, really helpful because it is going to help students build their background knowledge and activate their background knowledge. And especially if students are, you know, reading a text that is foreign to them, if they can preview the text features, they're basically previewing the content of the text. And if they have zero background knowledge, then the previewing of the text features is kind of actually a way that they can build their background knowledge. You know, if they've never seen or if they don't know the vocabulary words, if they look up the definitions in the glossary, they've at least read the meaning of that word before they read it in the text. So studying the text features can kind of be a way for them to build their background knowledge. But, you know, ultimately, I think this step is important. And the thing that we want students to understand is that authors include text features for a specific reason, which means when we see them, and this includes the table of contents, you know, like I said, headings, subheadings, things that I think students sometimes want to just like skip over but they're included for a reason and when we pause to study them we might notice details or get some information you know that the author intended out of including that feature so step number 2 is for students to study the text features basically just pause and actually read and consume the information that is included in the feature hey teachers i'm interrupting this episode with some exciting news guess what I've opened the doors for the Stellar Teacher Reading Membership for all of January 2022. The Stellar Teacher Reading Membership is a growing resource library that will give you the no-prep lessons, tools, and support you need so that you can get back to putting your energy into what you're actually meant to do, teaching. It is literally a one-stop shop created for reading teachers just like you. And you want to know the best part? We are adding new resources every single month. So if you want to start the new year off with less planning, less prepping, and more support, head to StellarTeacher.com slash membership to learn more. I can't wait for you to join us. And until then, have a stellar January. Step number three, we want our students to ask questions about the text features that are included. And so, you know, once students have studied the text features and they've sort of like gained some information, we want to encourage them to start to critically think about what text features are included and the information that is presented in each text feature. And I think one of the best ways to really promote and encourage critical thinking is by encouraging students to ask questions about the feature. And You know, there's a ton of questions that you can give students. I love giving students question stems. And so, for example, if this step, step number three, asking questions about the text feature is something that I want my students to do, I am probably going to give them whether it is like a bookmark or a strategy card or an anchor chart that they can glue in their journal that has specific questions that I want them to ask about the text features. And We actually have a set of small group lesson plans that will help you teach this process to your students. They are obviously included in our reading membership, but they're also in our TPT store and we'll link to them at the bottom. So if you're like, hey, I really like those question stems, you can grab a strategy card that already has them written out, share it with your students. But ultimately, we want to ask our students that are going to help them think critically about the text features. So questions that I encourage students to ask are things like, Why did the author include this text feature? You know, I think if students can understand that a text feature is included either to help them, you know, understand the events in chronological order or to be able to understand the problem and solution, to be able to explain the details of the topic, whatever it is, it's going to help them possibly understand the text structure or even the author's purpose. You know, like I mentioned, text features are so heavily connected to so many other comprehension skills and asking this question, okay, why was this included? This text feature was not included just to take up space, you know, but there was a purpose for it. Did the author want you to visualize something? Did they want you to better understand the details of something? Did they want to share the specific events? Did they want to give more information about a topic? Why, you know, so that I think is such an important question. Another question to ask students is, what information can I learn from this text feature that wasn't included in the text? I think it's helpful for students to realize that Text features are sometimes going to provide additional information than what was provided in the text, and it can be helpful for them to compare and contrast. Okay, what did I learn from this paragraph? What did I learn from the text feature that is right next to it? Just, again, helping students realize that sometimes authors will include more information in a text feature can be helpful. I think also having students ask the question, did I need this text feature to fully understand the text? You know, whether it is a glossary, whether it is a map, the headings, the subheadings, whatever it is, you know, having them really understand was the information in this text feature essential to my understanding of the text. I think that can be really helpful for them to consider. And then... I mean, ultimately, just even asking the very basic question, you know, what information can I learn from this text feature? Even if it is the same, you know, what is this text feature telling me? How does it relate to the overall topic? So having your students just pause and ask those questions can help them think critically about the text feature, but it can also help them make sure that they are, you know, extracting as much information as they possibly can about the text feature. And then also thinking about that text feature within the context of, the bigger text and not just, you know, the text feature in isolation. And again, I feel like I've said this already so many times in this episode, but it is so true. You know, asking these questions are going to help your students improve their overall comprehension of whatever nonfiction text they are reading because text features connects to so many of those other skills like author's purpose, summarizing, main idea, text structure, all of those things. So teach your students to ask questions about the text features. And then step number four, this is probably the student's favorite, and I think this is really just an important part of any reading process, but we want students to evaluate the effectiveness of the text feature. And this is where, you know, we give students a voice, we give them an opinion, we help them start to understand, you know, that their reading experience and interpretation of the text is important and it matters. And so ultimately... During this final step, we want students to evaluate how effective the text feature was. And so basically I tell students, okay, you get to assign the author a grade for their use of text features and it can be whatever grade you want. And so think about, did they include text features that helped you understand the text? Were there text features that you wish the author had included? Like, for example, were there bolded words but no glossary? Do you wish that there would have been a glossary to help you understand the meaning of those words? Did they include too many text features and you were spending so much time reading the text features that, you know, it was hard to navigate between them? Were there not enough? You know, just helping them basically pay attention to the use of the text features and then they get to assign a grade. And, you know, it it you can come up with a scale, you know, A, B, C, D, whatever you want, But then the important thing is, is not so much that the students assign a grade, but that they explain their rationale behind that grade. Okay, why do you think the author did an A plus job of including text features? Why would you say the map or the diagram is, you know, a C minus, whatever it is? Why are you assigning the specific grade? And then, of course, it is the explanation. It is always the explanation that is the important part and of value. And Going through sort of this evaluation of text features is going to be helpful for your students kind of for a few reasons. I think one, again, they just help realize that it's like, okay, my opinion and my experience reading matters and I get to have a chance to voice that. So it just helps build their, I don't know, their reading identity. But also if students are constantly evaluating the text features and they have to explain their thinking, they're going to start to notice text features that are helpful for their style of learning. Some students are going to be, if they're like highly visual or they benefit from, you know, pictures or images or diagrams, you might have some students that really benefit from like the headings and subheadings because it helps them organize information and keep track of the information that they're reading, whatever it is. If they start to notice that every time a text includes headings and subheadings, they're giving it an A plus because it helps them organize the information and they know what they're reading and they know where to look. Then they're going to start to say, hey, this text feature really helps me. And they're probably going to pay more attention to it in the future. If after a while your students start to realize that it's like, okay, pictures and captions don't really help me. When I see a picture and caption, it's usually like a C minus rating. You know, they might then still study that text feature because we want them to, but they're not gonna rely on that text feature as heavily for information. So it really just helps students sort of like figure out what text features are helpful for them as readers and which ones are maybe not as helpful. And I also think it's really helpful when students can sort of articulate and say, you know what, this text would have been more helpful for me, or I would have been able to understand it better had this text feature been included. And so again, it just helps students realize and understand the role that text features can play in their own understanding of the text. Plus, students love it when they can assign a grade or a rating, I think, especially to adults. My students at least always got a kick out of that anytime I was like, evaluate me as a teacher. So it's the same idea. Here's this published author, evaluate their use of text features. How well did they do? So Let me quickly review this four-step process that you can teach your students for using text features. The first thing you want them to do is to scan and preview the nonfiction text to look for text features and figure out what text features are actually included. Step number two, then, you want them to study the text features, and this is going to help prevent them from just skipping them or not reading them, but you actually want them to study the text features that are included. And then step three is teaching your students to ask questions about the text features. And you can give them specific prompts, or you can let them come up with their own questions. But ultimately, you want them to ask questions, not just about the text, but about the text features that are included. And then step number four is giving students a chance to evaluate the effectiveness of the text feature. You know, was this helpful to me? Why? Was it not helpful to me? Why? And just be able to give a voice to their reading experience. And I think, you know, I've talked about this before, but I love any time we can teach students a process that will help them with their independent practice. You know, so at this point in the year, your students, they know text features, they can identify them, they can name them, they can probably categorize them, but they might not be fully confident in how to use them independently. So if you teach your students a process like this, they will probably be a little bit more confident in understanding how text features can help them understand nonfiction texts that they are reading. So when you are getting ready to spiral review text features this year, consider teaching your students this four-step process, whether you want to do it in a single lesson or you know spread it out throughout the course of a week and every day, teach them a different step in the process, whatever you think will be best for your students. Or maybe you don't even want to teach this whole group and you realize that you just have a handful of students that you know would benefit from this and you pull them for a strategy group. However, you decide to incorporate it in your classroom, I would encourage you to teach your students a process like this, and then hopefully you'll start to see the benefits of it as they are reading nonfiction texts in other content areas as well. And like I said, this, obviously, you know the steps to the process, so you can go ahead and get started using that with your students, you know, as early as today, really. If you want a resource that will help make this easier, we have a set of small group lesson plans that have lessons for each of these steps and include strategy cards as well as passages and whatnot to help you teach that. So we will link to that in the show notes. And of course, if you are part of the Stellar Teacher Reading Membership, you can grab those inside the membership. And if you aren't part of the Stellar Teacher Reading Membership but want to learn more about that, we have the doors open for monthly enrollment and annual enrollment during the month of January. So we will leave a link to that in the show notes as well. If you are new to the podcast and haven't heard about the membership, definitely something that you want to check out. It's basically this huge resource library that is filled with resources to help you teach pretty much any reading skill. And of course, there's a supportive community that comes alongside it. So hopefully the ideas in this episode make you just super excited to spiral review text features with your students. And real quick, Final reminder, we are in our final week of our best year ever bonus series. Every Thursday during the month of January, I have released a bonus episode with an expert in somebody really that's not necessarily connected to teaching reading specifically. And I've had so much fun sharing these guest interviews with you. But this Thursday is our final interview of that series. And our guest is Amber Harper from The Burned In Teacher. And she is going to talk to you guys all about how to avoid teacher burnout The interview was amazing. She is brilliant and just has some really great strategies to help you stay, she calls it, burned in. So if you wanna learn more about how to become a burned in teacher, then definitely tune in to that episode this Thursday. But I will see you back here next Monday and I hope you guys have a stellar week. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Stellar Teacher Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and are finding value in this podcast, It would mean the world to me if you would follow along and leave a five-star positive review. This helps me spread the word to more and more teachers just like you. And don't forget to join me over on Instagram at The Stellar Teacher Company. You can always find the links and resources from this episode in the show notes at stellarteacher.com. I'll see you back here next week.